the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Briefcast 40 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Of course, the Briefcast, I want to come to you guys solo without my special teams unit. But let me tell you this. We've been hearing from those guys, Eddie and, of course, Biscuit we have had on recently. So we're doing our thing. I'm getting back with the special teams unit. It's just that in studio, the organic sort of nature of full-fledged episodes, we haven't done those uh, as frequently as we used to, but we will incorporate those guys. Kalina will be in the mix. The Silver Fox will be in the mix. And if you have not heard any of those, I suggest that you go back. And the way to go back, there's one very important way to go back. The WagewordProductions.com website. That's WagewordProductions.com. And you can go to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page within that site. And it's all there. Also, the We the People segment that is supported by that portion of the website. There's a lot there. But WagesWordProductions.com, you can listen to every episode, every special, every brief, everything that we've done. And you can sort of see the arc of the evolution of this podcast. So I think right now we're at 130-odd episodes or specials, briefcasts. All of those things. So, I mean, we've done a lot in a couple of years, and we've had thousands and thousands of listeners, and it's my opportunity to say thank you for that. And I also want to remind you guys, we have incorporated the phone line, the 24-hour phone line, the feedback line, the We the People line, as it were, 832-941-6614. That's 832-941-6614. Well, I'm excited about this briefcast because we have a very important guest. We have from Bring the Pain Sports, Richard Walker. We'll have a conversation with him, but let's just run down the lineup so you guys will know that you don't miss anything. Even if you skip around, you can go back. Uh, we have the brand new segment where I talk a little bit about what's going on in my life. In addition to that, we have headlines. Then we're going to do a segment for the second time, A Good Day, where we will take a look at the winners in this Sunday's action in the NFL and whoever, whoever I think will jump out and have a great game uh, this Sunday. In addition to that, another Another new segment, as we keep uh, pumping these out, a couple new segments uh, this episode, uh, we have Shots Fired, where we go over beefs, Twitter beefs, media beefs, stuff like that. And, of course, uh, then we'll go into a timeout. At timeout, we'll hear from our sponsor, Cobank Homes, and, of course, our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy, in the mix. And, again, I want to remind you guys that if you want to submit your music, new way to do that. Music at wagewordproductions.com. Email me a clip of your music or email me a song, a mix, whatever. We've had gospel. We've had uh, jazz. We've had country. We have hip-hop. We've had all sorts of music. So we're wide open as long as it's radio edit. We are basically family-friendly, although Expedive 2 will slip out, as it did last briefcast from yours truly. Uh, but, again, if you want music uh, to be submitted, we'll play a snippet at the halfway point and an entire track at the end of the podcast so 
there you have it. But we'll hear from DJ Anarchy this time out in the mix. He's our guy. That's my guy. That's my dude. Uh, and when we come back, second half of the show, we will do a segment called Hurts So Bad. Just a brief rundown of who is injured heading into Sunday's action. And then we'll hear from Richard Walker from Bring the Pain Sports. And we'll talk some college football and some NFL football. We don't talk enough college football, but we will delve into some stuff on the West Coast where he kind of does a lot of uh, his work on uh, you know, Pac-12 football and the like. So we'll get into that. Then we'll have Alamon Award, and we'll tell you who the big dummy of the briefcast is. That's coming up after Mr. Walker, and uh, then we'll have before I let go. And uh, that's when I'll let you guys know what's uh, what I need you to know before I get out of here. With that in mind, let's go to a segment that we call Brand New. Brand New, Brand New, Brand New. What's new with me is that I am loving doing two podcasts a week. Now, I would love to come to you guys every day, but it's a lot of work. It's labor intensive to do the kind of things that I do with all the features and all the fun stuff. It's just not yet. Maybe, again, it's on demand. If you guys want it, we will give it. It's up to you guys. You have to let us know. And the way to do that, 832-941-6614. Don't be afraid to call. No one is going to answer. It's a, it's a machine. So you can, uh, not a machine, but it's a it's a voicemail. It, I, see, sometimes, sometimes as you get older, your age leaks out in unconventional ways. Ways that you didn't anticipate. Unanticipated ways that your age just sort of bleeds out. And, and yeah, because no one even knows what an answer machine is anymore. But if you are my age or older, it may be a little bit younger, you know the painstaking effort it took to leave a greeting. I mean, I mean, full fledged production. You had your radio right there. You had your script written out in front of you. You had to drink hot tea and honey to get your voice just right. So you can leave that seductive. Well, for me, it was a seductive message. For other folks, it was, you know, humor. Humor was a big deal. And, you know, it was it was a thing. So, yeah, my age sort of bled out on that one. So I'm giving you uh, hints uh, to how old I am. Uh, when you think about answering machines. so But no, it's voicemail, 832-941-6614. And uh, give us your take. Are you a Tuesday listener? Are you a Thursday listener? Uh, when are you able to listen? What episodes do you like? Do you like two a week? Uh, is it? Do you want more? Do you want less? What do you want? Just let us know. And, of course, you can go to wadeswordproductions.com to let us know. Still working on the Brussels Sprout Wednesday t-shirts. The Brussels Sprout Wednesdays. That's what your boy, that's me, that's my thing, and I will get that trademark, so don't worry about that. When I have those up and for sale, they'll go up on the website. A lot of stuff on the website, a lot of ways you can support the show on the website, and we have brand new sponsor coming up in October, so that's that's brand new as well. But I'm still getting on my cold. It's kind of like I have the sniffles If you, as you hear the thunder. Maybe you hear the thunder in the background. I'm picking up thunder from outdoors. It's going to rain again in Houston, Texas. So I say that to say that I'm still trying to – I'm on the mend. I'm still trying to get well. I'm getting paranoid about illness because as you get older, you, this is what I want to – and I always say this as a tourist. The first thing I want to know is what wild animals can kill me? What can kill me? What's lethal? Is it that snake? Is it that insect? What's the first two or three things that I, I may not be familiar with because I'm from the United States that could kill me? Is it a neighborhood? Is it a part of the country? What do I need to know not to die? And as you get older, the same thing with illnesses. And you're like, wait a minute. As a young man, you don't think about that. 
But as you start to get older and things happen to people around you and you see stories and the ages of the people who have gone on, you're like, wait a minute, could I fight that off? Can I beat off Ebola? <laughs> Can I, could I, am I strong enough to fight off some flesh-eating disease? I don't know. I don't, as I get older, I doubt that. So I'm a little bit more careful. Washing my hands 10 or 11 times. So when I get sick, I'm really like, wait a minute. I don't want this to turn into pneumonia. Oprah came out last week and said, oh, I, I, I had a bout with pneumonia. So wait a minute. Hold on. I want to make sure I'm okay. So I will go to the doctor. So that's what's up. And I am in full impeachment flow. Hashtag impeachment flow. Now, I have straight, I've gone on, if you listen to all the episodes, which I mean, you can go back and listen. I've gone off on political rants. This is the day and age we live in. I can't bury my head in the sand. These things have bled over into sports with Colin Kaepernick and the like. And the owners. I mean, all of that stuff. And that's a big, that's, that's a lot of thunder. May have to pause this here in a minute. I'm on a lot of electrical equipment. I don't know if I'm insulated. Is this the one thing that can kill me? But nonetheless, I've stayed away from a lot of political stuff lately. But I, it's on my mind. We need to pay attention. And I do know that I have a sophisticated listenership. I know I have folks that are, are educated, that are informed, that care about what's going on. So, yeah, if you're like me, you are in full impeachment mode, too. So we'll see how this goes I am, you know, I want to go more on this. I, I'm not, I'm not going to do a, a political podcast, although I probably could. But I would alienate a lot of people everywhere with some of the stuff I say and how I said it. So I, I'll digress with that. But just know, hashtag impeachment flow. <laughs> so, and then I can discuss what's going to happen, what could happen, what the probabilities are, what's the real strategy behind this, that, or the other. But I won't. Instead, I'll get into some. Headlines! As I provide another indicator as to how old I am with the uh, sort of the teletype machine, uh, we talk about that all the time. I know, I know, I know it's not relevant these days, but that, that it's my transition to headlines. So with that, uh, you know, the Astros still have not clinched home field advantage throughout the Major League Baseball playoffs, but they have three more games before they wrap up. We talked about Gary Cole last time. He came out and did work again. Just astronomical franchise record strikeouts for the season for Gary Cole. Uh, and we'll have to see how that impacts, if that impacts uh, the Cy Young voting. I know Alex Bregman down the stretch, he's giving voters something to think about in the last week of the season. Is it him? Is it Mike Trout? We debated that on KTSU Sports Talk. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But the most important thing is the Astros have clinched. They are trying to clinch home field throughout. And baseball playoffs start next week. We'll try to catch up with M.K. Bauer, talk some baseball in the coming days so we can get you geared up for the playoffs. In addition to that, NBA media days are today. I was supposed to go to Houston Rockets uh, media day. Did not go, uh, but I did catch a snippet. And I'll tell you what, I cannot stop. And Kyrie Irving, and I and I'm gonna get the quotes. I'm not gonna do it today, but oh, he irks me so so bad. He along with Kevin Durant are teamed up in Brooklyn, and they had their press conference. I just caught a snippet. It, that's all it took. He is just he wants. It's hard to see cats want to be something that they're clearly not, and they have no idea that they aren't what they think they are. That's why he's not in Boston. He was supposed to be a leader. Like, man, move around. You're a leader in salary only. I mean, you got game, but leadership ability, no. 
But he talked about, and I'm paraphrasing because I really want to rant on this because I think he's going to be the next Lamont Award recipient. Not this episode, but maybe next. I, I have to. I just really want to hear that again. But I just caught a snippet of that. But I just, I know he's just a guy that if he was in school, if I was in, I just wouldn't. No, I, I don't like that dude. <laughs> I mean, so, and, and it's nothing. It, it's personal in that this is how he comes across as a basketball player. I don't know what this cat is like in real life, but I just know from the 15-second snippet I heard, I just I, I can't stand him. So, again, I don't have to worry about Brooklyn too much this season. Durant won't play, and I don't think that team will be. I don't, although they were trending up last year, and I don't think – I think they'll – settle back down i think uh this won't be a, uh, maybe maybe it'll be a good season for me i won't i haven't delved into my predictions for the nba season but that being said nba is right back in our face and they're doing the list and i know a lot of people went crazy over kobe being i don't know 14th or something all time those are things that you do and you just want to argue about something and i guess this was a bleacher report yeah, I'm sure that they started some arguments and some fisticuffs because <laughs> these things in the barbershop or at the bar or in somebody's garage around the fort, it can lead to such things. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I hope not. But, yeah, so that's going on. Ba- Basketball is underway. The Rockets and their big two, and they're doing their thing. So we'll have to – we'll delve more into that. And uh, like I said, we'll, that, there's time for that. But the NFL underway for week four. Last night, Green Bay loses at home to Philadelphia. By the way, it lost a few dollars last night. <laughs> so, lost a few dollars last night and my prediction. So I beat Chili Bill Smith, by the way, in fantasy football last week, and I have Biscuit coming up this week. And uh, we're going to do the fantasy football minute uh, a little bit later on. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. Did I mention that in my opening? I don't know if I did or not. But we will do the fantasy football minute, and uh, we have some other stuff coming up. So uh, a lot going on. Uh, It's going to be a great weekend in the NFL. A couple big uh, divisional matchups. Look at uh, Buffalo, New England. Could be very intriguing. If you just go by the name only, you're like, ah, nothing there. That's a big nothing burger. That's another term that has seeped into the American pop conscience. <laughs> That's going on. But, uh, uh, you know, no, it, it's not that because Buffalo is clearly a better team defensively. It may turn out they're 3-0. and They're feeling good about themselves. New England comes into town, losing A.B., which they lost him last week and didn't matter. But we'll have to see what that matchup looks like. And Chicago-Minnesota, that's an important matchup. A couple of intriguing matchups uh, around the league. Kyle Allen coming to Houston, played down the street at uh, Texas A&M. And, uh, you know, Kyle Allen uh, is coming to lead the Carolina Panthers. Those are kind of the headlines. Nothing major between, you know, nothing super major right now. Uh, as I do this podcast. So with that, let's go to a segment that we call Shots Fired. Shots Fired! Shots Fired! Shots Fired is all about beefs. It's all about sports beefs. It's all about player versus player. It's all about Twitter beefs. It's all about commentators versus players, about retired players versus current players. It's all about, it's part gossip and partially news. It's part debate. I guess we could get into and sort of validate uh, who wins in these Twitter wars and these beefs and all of that. So let's start with a couple of them. One I'm going to save because one of them is the Lamont Award recipient. So we'll get to that one a little bit later. But there are a couple that I want to get into. Troy Aikman and Pat Mahomes. I want to get into that one. And I also want to get into Antonio Brown and Eric Weddle. Let's start with that one. 
So by now you all know there are two people in America. I mean, there's several, there are thousands that don't need it, but we know for sure there are two people in America that do not need Twitter, Donald Trump and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown lost essentially kind of, well, I don't want to say he lost his gig because of Twitter, but he never did help himself and he may have ended permanently his career uh, because of Twitter. So it started like this. So apparently, I don't know where, I guess A.B. was between classes, if I can even call him A.B. Antonio Brown was between classes at Central Michigan, and and I don't know if that's true or not. I'll get into that a little bit later on. He tweets, the game need me. I'm like test answers. Eric Weddle, the safety, veteran safety, spent a lot of years in Baltimore, currently with the Los Angeles Rams. He said, deaf don't. As in the NFL definitely doesn't need Antonio Brown. Deaf don't. <laughs> so that's where it started. Bam. And now we have shots fired. Antonio Brown responds, you need some attention, little man. Glad I put that stuff on. And I think he meant stiff arm. Glad I put that stuff arm in your neck in Pittsburgh. You deserve it, little Weddle. This is where it takes another weird turn. These things tend to take weird turns. I guess he's trying to insult Weddle's size, obviously. Little Weddle. Well, Weddle, and he spelled it Weedle. Uh, little we- little Weedle. And so, essentially, he went at his size. However, Weddle is an inch taller than A.B. But, I, okay, so this is where we're going. And so, Eric Weddle responds, ha, 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 A.B. When are you going to learn? This isn't about you. Never was and never will be. Got a game to get ready for. Good luck, my guy. <laughs> so, now it's getting ugly, right? So you know Antonio Brown is just not standing for this. He's not taking that at all. And here's his response. Bro, I don't even know you. You don't call me A.B. That's my NFL name, dummy. I'm not on your team. Never been. Shut your mouth, jabroni. So there we go. It continues. So Eric Weddle responds. You're not making any sense, bud. Glad you're not on my team. Call yourself whatever you want. Doesn't matter to me one bit. Good luck at CMU, my bro. Central Michigan University is where I guess uh, A.B. is back in school. He announced that he was re-enrolling in college, that he didn't need the NFL anymore. But as this uh, particular Twitter beef wound down, here's the final response. Keep your luck, duck. I guess he means keep your luck. Keep your luck, duck. Listen to your team. Stay focused on your opponent, not A.B. A.B. is a brand, not an individual. Clearly an A.B. fan, even though about my education. Oh, really? After that, Eric Weddle did not respond. So uh, that was a big-time Twitter beef. And, again, Antonio Brown just looks he looks foolish. He needs to shut it down, at least his Twitter account. He needs to shut it down. It, that's, it's not a good look. It's not good for him. It's not good for his career. He, it just, he needs to just take some time away from the game. So that's uh, shots fired number one. Here is another example of shots fired. This was Troy Aikman commenting on Pat Mahomes. And and this is not as salacious as it sounds on the surface. However, there's something in this that you can kind of delve into a little bit. So, of course, right now, everybody's excited about Pat Mahomes and what he's doing statistically and how he's lighting up the NFL in unprecedented ways. 
Well, someone tweeted about Pat Mahomes, and it caught the attention of Troy Aikman. I don't know if the tweet was intended for Troy. He just caught it on Twitter. But it essentially said that Pat Mahomes has produced 36% of Troy Aikman's career Hall of Fame numbers, his career touchdown total, in just 8% of the games. Well, this is what Troy Aikman tweeted. Talk to me when he, I'm talking about Pat Mahomes, he he tweeted, quote, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles, end quote. Now, he went on to respond in a KTCK interview where he says, you know, he wasn't really taking a shot at Pat Mahomes. Essentially, you can't compare anything that happens in today's game to any other era. So he's just saying that the guy has opened it up, but we played in a different era. That's one way to look at it, and that's the logical way to look at it and that's probably the appropriate way to look at it but it, it was a little bit of bitter in that comment in that tweet just a little bit of bitter like like you get dark chocolate and it's sweet but you taste that little bit of bitter in there and that's what Troy Aikman sprinkled into that tweet but he's right I mean but essentially don't go in on the man the man may revolutionize the game he doesn't have one of the all-time great running backs in his backfield in fact he lost one of the premier running backs in the game Kareem Hunt because Kareem Hunt didn't know how to act and was released by the Kansas City Chiefs his number one receiver right now is already out Pat Mahomes has really essentially only been a starter for what a season and three games so yeah I get it and you're right but I just I tasted that bitterness and that's why you you are part of Shots Fired. With that, let's go to a segment that we call Good Day. This is where I give you my picks for week four. Who's going to win? Who's going to have a big, big game, a big Sunday or Monday in this case? Let's get to it. Here's who's going to have a good day and get off on Sunday. Here are my winners. I'm going to take the Chiefs over the Lions. I'm taking the Ravens big over the Browns. I'm taking the Patriots. It won't be easy, but I'm taking the Patriots over the Bills. The Chargers are going to have a really good day in Miami versus the Dolphins. The Seahawks will rebound maybe a squeaker, but I think they'll squeak out a win, and they'll have a good day. Also, the Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Minshew, Gardner Minshew, the second he'll have a good day not a great day but a good day the chicago bears will lose so the vikings will have a good day the los angeles rams and everybody on the offense side of the ball is gonna have a good day it'll be interesting to see if mike evans can duplicate what he did last week the same with Jameis winston the texans in a tough one I, they may get upset but i'm gonna take the Texans to have a good day in a trap game scenario. I'm going to take the Colts at home versus the Raiders. The Colts and Jacoby Brissett will have a good day and the Titans will lose to the Falcons. I think the Falcons offense will get off, but there are a couple guys on the Titans offense, Derrick Henry specifically, that I think will have a good day. And finally, nobody's going to have a good day when the Redskins play the New York Giants. Maybe Daniel Jones will do what he does, but I would bet on Case Keenum to put up some good numbers so we'll see but all of those are my winners and those will have a good day that's sunday during the daytime
primetime. In the primetime game, the Cowboys will have a good day in New Orleans, and I'll have to hear about it for the next six or seven or eight weeks. I will have to hear about it until the Cowboys get eliminated from the playoffs. But the Cowboys this Sunday will continue to have a good day. The Bengals play the Steelers. Man, I'm going to take Andy Dalton to have a good day on national television versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, boy, things will continue to look bad for the Steelers. But those are the teams that will have a good day. I'm telling you, the players that will have a good day, Dalvin Cook, maybe not so much. But I still think the Vikings will find a way to win. Thielen and Diggs will get a little bit more active. I think the Rams' offense is going to get off and take everybody. Keenan, Ivory, Allen for the Chargers. Take uh, Austin Eckler, who may hit the bench. Now, he won't hit the bench next week, but Melvin Gordon is back. But this is Austin Eckler's last time to really shine before Gordon's back on the roster sharing reps. So those are the teams and a few of the players who will have a good day. Now, with that, let's take a time out at the halfway mark and hear a word from our sponsor and from our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy. In part two, we'll hear from Richard Walker, and we will have the Fantasy Football Minute and Hurt So Bad. This is Briefcast 40 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, KTSUradio.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. DJ Anarchy in on the mix and our, of course our sponsor CoBank Homes want to remind you guys if you want to submit your music you can at music at wadeswordproductions.com please go and check out the website but email me as well in addition to that you could always give us a call 832-941-6614 that's 832-941-6614 well you know what last week we did some fantasy stuff I gave you my fantasy lineup I'm going to do it again not going to tell you which one I use, although you may be able to tell as I talk about it, because they haven't endorsed your boy yet. So you guys have to reach out to either DraftKings or FanDuel or some other fantasy company who wants to sponsor the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. With that, it's time for the Fantasy Football Minute. The Fantasy Football Minute. 
Now, in my lineup, I have one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex player, and a defense. Let's start with it. And I'll tell you again, you have to keep in mind, some of these are bargains. And uh, so I can't get everybody to be the superstar. I can't get the best player at every position, per se. We just take a guess at it. We try to navigate this thing through a $50,000 salary cap. At quarterback, I'll go Jared Goff. Now, Tampa Bay gave up a ton of yards to Daniel Jones in his first start. Can you imagine what Jared Goff and that Los Angeles Rams offense is going to do to that defense? I think he'll do work. I think Baltimore has a point to prove against Cleveland, and they're battering Ram. Mark Ingram second. I got him for $6,400. I'm taking him against Cleveland at one running back at a very big bargain. I'm going to take Adrian Peterson. I think finally at some point the run game for the Washington Redskins will get going. He'll be the guy to get it going. I think they'll keep feeding him. I think the Giants defense is just that bad. I don't, he may not get 100 yards, but I think he'll do better than he has done, and he's a bargain at $4,300. At wide receiver Julio Jones, I'll take him at home versus Tennessee. Brandon Cooks, one of the uh, two or three guys I have from the Los Angeles Rams versus Tampa Bay. Now, Paul Richardson Jr. with McLaren, the other wide receiver kind of banged up. I think Paul Richardson Jr. will get off a little bit. I got him at $3,700. I think him versus the Giants, he'll do work. Trey Burton for Chicago, I think he'll be a safety valve for the quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, and I think he will do okay at $3,800. My flex player is a guy I've monikered, Keenan Ivory Allen. He did work against the Texans. I think he's going to do it again in a big, big way versus Miami. I told you, that Chargers offense is going to have a field day in South Florida. And finally, I'm going to take – it's a tough week to take defense. I don't like to take defense on the road, but I will this time. I'm going to take Jacksonville versus Denver. And I think I could have gotten – I think it would have been a little bit too expensive to get the Rams versus Miami. But instead, I took the Jaguars at Denver against a struggling offense and Joe Flacco. So that is uh, my fantasy team. Do with it what you will. Give me some feedback on how your team played and how it worked out for you. With that, I want to go to a conversation I had with Richard Walker from Bring the Pain Sports. Those guys are doing big things, especially on the West Coast. Uh, talked a little bit of college football and talked uh, some NFL football as well. So here's our conversation. I want to remind you guys real quick, on the other side, the Lamont Award for the Big Dummy of the Week and before I let go. But right now, here's our conversation with Richard Walker. As promised, now joined by Richard Walker from Bring the Pain Sports. And I uh, want to talk a lot about some college and pro football. And first and foremost, good afternoon. How are you this afternoon? Doing good. How you doing, my brother? Great. So glad to have you. Been meaning to have you and have these discussions. We see each other from time to time in our travels. But I wanted to talk to you because uh, you guys have been working a lot on the West Coast and some college football on the West Coast. Talk a little bit about what is wrong with Pac-12 football and, and can they make a comeback? Well, it's the, the problem is, number one, is the recruiting. They don't attract the type of caliber that they used to anymore. Why? I why, think that, why? Why don't why? Well, you would because, think UCLA, USC, the beach? It's the SEC machine. I mean, you have guys. Um, just just look at the situation at Alabama. So you have your your starting quarterback who um, who started the season anyway. He trans he goes to transfer portal. He transfers to OU, and your backup quote unquote is a guy who won the national championship and is one of the leading Heisman candidates for this year. Right. You don't have that at, at USC. You don't have that. At, you certainly don't have that at UCLA. And Oregon is not nearly what they used to be. 
the entire uh, conference just isn't what it used to be. It's not as attractive as it is to these kids anymore. And all of the the five-star guys are either going to Auburn, Alabama, or LSU, and they're getting what's left over. So uh, what about the high school pipeline? Are, are they producing those kind of athletes? They're, pro- they're, they're just going other way about the schools. Yeah, they're producing them in California. California is a great recruiting territory. I'd say I'd probably rank them third behind Florida, Florida and Texas, but those kids are leaving. They're not staying home. And so, you know, I know – Chip Kelly is is there, and there were a lot of expectations for him, at least by uh, the UCLA folks. But since then, it's it's just been a debacle. UCLA, what's going on with the Bruins? Yeah, just not the the talent isn't there, and you know, to my surprise, the the Chip Kelly offense just isn't clicking the way that it normally does. Uh, the first three games, they put up fourteen points a game for Chip Kelly system. That's unheard of. But they just they just don't have the weapons, and they're they're not getting it done to what they, they they did before. What about USC? Another storied program. Seems like uh, since Pete Carroll left, they haven't been able to find the formula. Helton is there now. Uh, what's going on at USC? Because I, I honestly, you know, for a lot of folks uh, on this in this part of the country. We don't just, you know, a lot of people don't stay up late for Pac-12 West Coast football unless it's something really there to see and there's no there there. So what about USC? You hit the nail on the head. The the post-Pete Carroll era has been pretty brutal to that program. In addition to them losing scholarships, you know, they're they're still got uh, a lot of front office changes. So Liz Swan is is on the way out as the athletic director. I don't know how much longer Coach Hilton is going to be there. Uh, he's kind of on the hot seat right now. He's got to take them to at least a decent bowl game. If not, he's gone. The groundwork is is, is very un- un- unstable right now at USC. And they just don't have the type of quarterback play. They don't have the type of talent that they did before. Sam Darnold was a, was a great, I will say, the last great recruit that they've had. And when he left, they didn't have anybody that carried the torch. Um, they got this kid, uh, JT Daniel, who started the season as a starter. He gets injured. And, uh, you know, they literally named him the starting quarterback the day before the first game. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's not typical USC football. Well, you have a couple of higher-profile names in the Pac-12 when you talk about Herm Edwards. Marv Lewis is an advisor for Arizona State. And then Sumlin at uh, Arizona. Talk about those two programs. Um, well, I love those guys, especially Coach Herm. And, you know, all he's done for the game. And, you know, so much respect for Coach Sumlin. But uh, those are – those are figurehead names, and you know as good as they are, and it has have been. Um, well, first of all, Herm is Herm is an NFL guy. Let's not kid ourselves. He's not a he's not a college guy. They got him solely for the purpose of saying, "Hey, your kid goes here. He's got a better shot at getting to the league, maybe in the later rounds if he's decent, because Coach Herm has connections. That's their their selling pitch. When they go to a kid's living room with these three and four star cam athletes, that's what they're pitching to him. And it's it's, it's pretty much the same for for Coach Sumlin too. That's what they're pitching to them. They, these guys are just they're just there to to help recruiting. But those those programs are in the gutter, and they got a long way to dig them out. So I mean, I know that, that what Arizona State had uh, had a couple of surprising uh, eyebrow raising wins a little bit earlier this season, and they, I guess they've tailed off since then. Yeah. Now let's pull back from the West Coast in the Pac-12 on the on a wider scale. Uh, what do you see happening in college football across the board? Who who are you really liking? Obviously, Clemson, Alabama, uh, Georgia's right there uh, with a big win over Notre Dame last week. What are your what's your general take uh, on the uh, the entire uh, NCAA this year? Well, uh, LSU is looking really good right now. They've had a couple of really strong wins. The, the, I think the win over Texas was a statement win. 
And I think that they're going to be really competitive with Alabama this year. But uh, the team that nobody's talking about is Auburn. They're flying under the radar. Uh, they're undefeated so far. They got a real. They're really good on both sides of the football. And I think they're going to they're going to surprise me. I, I, I would keep an eye on, on that program. But can anybody overcome Clemson? Uh, I, I don't see it right now. Um, I'm just going to be honest. Uh, as we as we sit right now, I think we're staring down the barrel of another. Alabama and Clemson National Championship game. Just so, being honest. OU is, uh, is one name that I toss in there as a possibility. As of right now, I think we're, we're, we're staring at another Clemson-Alabama rematch. A couple teams that uh, can upset it, I would I would think. And like I said, if you think Alabama – I know you talked about off the air, we talked about uh, the, covering the Iron Bowl. I mean, that could be a matchup. You know, that anything can happen in that matchup. Yes. Uh, and so, I yep. mean, that could upset the apple cart. And, and, of course, the SEC championship too, you know, with that. want to ask you finally the final question about college before we transition to the NFL. Uh, Heisman Trophy winner. The name that jumps out at me, and again, he's a Houstonian, so that's that's one reason why. Another reason why is he's a high-profile name. And mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, uh, I mean, is he the front-runner right now for the, the Heisman Trophy this year? If they went to the vote right now, I think Hurts is the guy. Now, who are some of the other guys no. you think will jump in and get into the mix? He's he's the he's the main front runner. Daniels was doing okay up until you know he got injured. Uh, he was surprising a, a lot of people. There's a couple of other, other guys I think that are I will put in the mix, but I think just thinking about what we've seen so far in, in terms of overall gameplay and impact, and you know picking that team up and carrying them, Hurts has he's been the guy who's taken OU back to prominence, and they are now a formidable opponent versus when you know in the past couple of years they've been a, they've been a solid team, but you know not 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 really a threat. He's he's put them back into the national championship picture immediately. What about Tua Tungavaloa and Kelly Bryant? I, I agree that you know Tua is definitely one of the one of the top guys, but um, nobody gives credit to the Alabama defense. They've they've been playing lights out this year. And the, the kid from LSU, the quarterback from LSU, is doing. I mean, they have a uh, wide Burrow, open offense. Joe Burrow, yeah, and Joe, Burrow, have, Joe Burrow has been putting up some crazy numbers. Yeah, and, and, um, and wide he's, open he's offense. Yeah, we haven't seen that kind of offense from yeah. LSU before. It, it, right. Is that will that play well when they get into the meat of the SEC schedule? I don't know how that's gonna hold up, you know, long term. That's why that's one of my concerns is, uh, you know, you get, you got this wide open offense and they they're they're actually more so relying on him versus being a traditional lineup and uh, run the football type team. And you have the other four net there now that I don't think they're they're using to the best of their capability. But it's gonna be interesting to see because when you have those high powered offenses that you know you rely on your quarterback to do so much. When these uh, defense coordinators start to figure out your scheme, that's where you, you start to have situations where you have you know high turnover games and you know you're literally putting the game square on the, the shoulders of your quarterback, Joe Burrow. So we'll see how he handles the pressure. Now let's jump into the NFL. Three weeks in and the start of week four with the Philadelphia Eagles win on the road at Green Bay. What are your general thoughts about the NFL through for three weeks and a game? I, I think we're seeing – a, a very, unfortunately, a very top-heavy league. And Green Bay was one of the imposters who was uh, posing themselves as, as the top team, and they got exposed last night, on the, especially on the defensive side of the football. This is probably a handful of teams right now that are a major threat or a major contender. And I'd say maybe five or six teams that legitimately have a chance to win, and everybody else is sort of in the middle. And it's the teams that are really bad, of course, like the Jets. 
um, I want to ask you about one of those, maybe the a possible imposter, or maybe a team that can really be the surprise of the 2019 season. The Buffalo Bills, uh, their first uh, three and zero in the season, first test mm-hmm. against the Patriots, which is kind of unfair. However. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you had that new new and improved defense there and a guy that we don't talk enough about, Josh Allen, doing work. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk, are they the real deal or are they just faking and shaking right now? We're going to we're gonna see on Sunday. But, um, it, it, again, it all, it, it's the same thing that's been going on for almost 20 years. It comes back to number 12. How do they stop number 12? You got to get pressure on the guy. You know, having that front seven that they have, I think it's going to definitely help. They're doing an outstanding job of, you know, creating turnovers and things and such. But I think this is going to definitely be a, a true test for them uh, this Sunday. Either way, I don't know if we can count them out based on what happens. I think if they go in and even if they lose and they're competitive, I think that that can bode well for them moving forward. But right. if they get blown out, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, this is this is the same old, same old. Just you, you, We remixed it for the first three weeks. Another team that, that now everybody's realizing is overrated. Although, like you know, me, Ralph Cooper, the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen, we didn't – you know, recognize well. We recognize that uh, that the ball, the uh, Cleveland Browns were overrated. Uh, now the, everybody else is starting to feel that way. Uh, what's your take <laughs> on the Cleveland Browns? Are, are they, uh, I mean, vastly overrated, or are they just getting off to a slow start with a new coach and and new brand new uh, important pieces like Odell Beckham? Uh, there's never been a single NFL championship that's been won on paper. <laughs> I keep telling people that all the time. You sign big names, but. The overall structure of that team, I never, I never saw them. I saw them as being possibly improved and maybe being a playoff team. But I, everybody were to start jumping the gun and crowning them as division champions and you know putting them into the mix for an AFC title game. And I thought like, I'm like, oh well, wait a minute, this is like Baker Mayfield is just getting settled in a little bit, which he, you saw that he's struggling. Uh, you had uh, a lot of changes on the defensive side of the ball, so all that stuff has to gel on, and you know, it all has to come together. Just because you sign big names and put them all in, the, in a bowl doesn't mean that you got something there. And what about Baker Mayfield and his performance? Is he the real deal, or uh, is he being exposed for just being? I mean, like many other guys, a lot of attitude, a lot of lot of hype. But then when you when you people figure him out a little bit, and uh, and the NFL has a great way of finding your weaknesses. Uh, mm-hmm. Can he adapt and go to the next level, or be who we who some of we all thought he would be? Some of y'all, not me, but some of you, mm-hmm. not and not you, the the specific you, but the general you. Uh, do you mm-hmm. think he'll become what folks thought he would be, or is this is this is what we're going to see? A little inconsistency, but sprinkled in with some great plays here and there. Well, every every quarterback is going to go through adversity. Uh, it's the it's a position that calls for trial and the fire. So now he's at the point where he came out, he had a hot start, he surprised some people last year. But these defensive coordinators are like rocket scientists, man. They they spend the entire offseason, they study film, they they learn within a reasonable probability when you get a sneeze. They learn <laughs> everything about these quarterbacks. They learn the tendencies. So now he has to be encounter and say, okay, you know what I'm what I can do and what I'm likely gonna do, I'm gonna execute anyway. He has to get to that point. And a lot of quarterbacks can't cross that bridge. So it's, I'd, I'd say right now it's too early to say one way or another where he is uh, as far as his development. But uh, the other thing that doesn't happen is, you know, that doesn't work well for him is, you know, you, you're constantly having 
issues with play calling. And, you know, I don't see where he's getting help from the sidelines either. I was watching the game, and, you know, he's getting blown up. And the left tackle is clearly struggling. Why don't you make adjustments? Put a tight end over there, have your back running back chip, something. I didn't see that from the sidelines. The sidelines got to help out with that. Now, I want to ask you about two more teams before we let you get out of here. I want to ask you about the Houston Texans. And uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, obviously, Deshaun Watson is a, a tremendous X factor, and he's just an incredible player. I mean, obviously, he's been beat up quite a bit. But all in all, what are you, what's your overall takeaway uh, from the Houston Texans through three games? Well, um, through three games, um, the running game is working better than I than I thought, especially with the running back by committee type thing. I don't see where the you know the offensive line unit is starting. They're starting to gel. They're starting to work together better. But I don't see that chemistry between quarterback and offensive line. As a as a former lineman, you know I, I tend to, I, I tend to, to give more of the, the benefit of the doubt to the to the offensive line. And in looking at film, Watson sometimes puts himself in trouble. And I think he's just still under the mindset of he doesn't have protection when he actually, I think he actually does. You know, they they did spend quite a bit. They invested quite a bit in trying to improve his protection. But uh, he'll, instead of taking the, taking the check down or taking the, the receiver that's open on a shorter route, he'll take the extra couple of seconds or he'll try to extend the play or he'll try to make a play with his feet when he's got a reasonable play in front of him. And, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, like the, that last drive against the Saints, I think is just a, a perfect example of what he's capable of doing. But you can't do that all the time. You know, sometimes you have to bunt the baseball. Sometimes you have to hit a single instead of a home run because uh, this kid is getting – he's taking way too many hits and way too many sacks, and a lot of them are self-inflicted because he's just taking too long to get rid of the football. Now I want to ask you about the Cowboys. Big game Sunday night uh, against the Saints. So what, what's your takeaway? I mean, it's a, uh, you talk about a new-look offense. They've opened up things with Dak Prescott, and obviously Zeke got his money. He's doing work. Uh, what do you think of the Dallas Cowboys? You you point – you circled this game on the calendar. However, mm-hmm. uh, no Drew Brees. That makes a huge difference. But what What's your, mm-hmm. your general takeaway of the Cowboys uh, through three weeks? Then I know the, the narrative is, well, they haven't played anybody, and the teams that they played, I believe, are a collective 1-3 and three or 0-3 oh or something like that. Yeah. But you can only play who's on your schedule. And to their credit, they've done – they've they've executed really well against who's on their schedule. And I think, you know, them changing, making some changes on the offensive side of the ball, not having to rely on Zeke to run – for 150 yards and carried the ball 35 times a game is helping them. And I, I, you can tell that Dak Prescott has been doing some work in the offseason, both with his film study as well as his mechanics, because the kid is just throwing the football. Like, I didn't even know he was capable of making some of the throws that I've seen him make. Well, with that, hey, man, want to well, give give you an opportunity uh, to plug uh, Bring the Pain Sports. Tell folks how they can find you, where they can find you, where they can hear you. Give us uh, all of that. We want to know. Okay. Well, first of all, check out our website, which is btpsportstalk.com. You know, we have a lot of articles in there. We also like to, uh, you know, from time to time, do some editorials. So we, we'll share our takes on things and just, we like to, we call ourselves Bring the Pain because we like to, to keep it as it is. Whether it's, it's the popular opinion or not, we're going to tell you exactly what's on our minds and what's our take on it. And so who are, um, I mean, aside from you, Richard, who are some of the other guys with Bring the Pain Sports? Well, our host is Mitchell Brock. He's our uh, our host. Um, he's actually one of my former teammates. And uh, we have uh, Michael Tula and um, 
uh, DJ EJ is our one of our. He's actually our, our Saints guy, so it's going to be interesting to see the commentary that go back and forth between he and myself. You know, me being more of a Cowboys fan and him a, a Saints fan, so it'll be a, a lot of interesting dialogue this weekend. And how often do you guys uh, put out new material? Well, we have a weekly radio show. It's on KCAA. If you're in the California area, uh, Riverside, San Bernardino area, it's on the uh, the NBC affiliate out there, 102.3 FM. You can also check us out online at KCAA. Radio.com. And then we also post links of our podcast on our website, so you can you can grab them there as well. Hey, man, we certainly appreciate it. And uh, on Twitter, I know I, I send you stuff all the time on Twitter. Tell folks how they can reach you on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter, you can follow me at, at the great Morpheus. That's at D-A-G-R-E-A-T-M-O-R-P-H-E-U-S. And then you can follow BTP Sports. is at BTP Sports. Hey, man, we certainly appreciate the time. And we're going to have to work you into the rotation a little bit more, especially on the college football side. We don't personally talk nearly enough college football on our show, but I need to work on that. Uh, I mean, it's definitely, like, bro. Definitely. And, you know, likewise, you know, we definitely want to get you in the next not the week after next. So um, what we call it, we call it the sports apex because it's that, that magical time of year where basketball, baseball and football all come together. So you have uh, major league baseball, NFL and NCAA and uh, NFL football all playing at the same time. Yeah. So we do yeah, we like to go hard in and we go we go deep on all the sports and um, you know we definitely want you to be a part of that as well. Hey, well no problem. We certainly appreciate it. And like I said, hey, we look forward to uh checking you guys out and and really seeing uh, all the things you guys have going on. Yes, sir. Want to thank Richard Walker for joining us and having a good conversation. I enjoyed some college talk. We'll get more into it and we'll have him back. I'm sure we'll visit with him again. And uh, if you get a chance, check out Bring the Pain Sports. Uh, they're doing their thing in a big way. Well, with that, it's time for the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks with no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. This is where I recognize the big dummy of the podcast. And I almost mentioned this guy before when we talked about shots fired. I mean, because shots were fired. Rex Ryan of ESPN now, he's an analyst for ESPN. He basically said Baker Mayfield was overrated. Where is he wrong? I mean, we've seen all this hype around the Cleveland Browns all year long. Hey, if you wanted to crown them, crown them. That's what Delaney Walker said in the words of the late great Dennis Green. And a lot of people crowned him in the offseason. A lot of people overly excited and inflated expectations of the Cleveland Browns, and they hadn't done anything yet, and they still haven't. Now, to the credit of the fellas on KTSU Sports Talk, nobody gave the Browns a whole lot of love. I think one guy had them going to the playoffs. Other than that, nobody else did. Well, again, Rex Ryan says Baker Mayfield is underrated, and Baker Mayfield is not going to take that line down because he's not very smart. You don't respond to this when you're in the middle of your season. You got 8 million things to deal with. You get asked this question. You just nod it off and let it go to the next question. Get back to uh, breaking down film. That's This is what you're supposed to do. But what did Baker Mayfield instead do? He says, well, in the words of Freddie Kitchens, if you're not wearing orange and brown, who cares what you think? And Rex Ryan is not wearing any colors now, and that's for a reason. Okay. Now, you went in on Rex Ryan. 
So now you're showing that you have no knowledge of what's happened in NFL history. Rex Ryan is a tremendous defensive coordinator. He's done some great things, even as head coach. He has managed to beat the New England Patriots in the playoffs. He has really handled, in a lot of ways, New England better than anybody else has from a defensive standpoint. He's done work. And not only that, he comes from football royalty. Do you know whose father is? Buddy Ryan, the inventor of the 46 defense. One of the best, if not the best defense in the history of the NFL, the 85 Chicago Bears. There are a couple other teams I put up there with them, but they're in the discussion for sure. You know who the 85 Bears are, and you know what they were able to do and how much they dominated the game. But maybe Baker Mayfield doesn't know. But you went in, and you haven't accomplished anything. This man went to an AFC championship game after beating the New England Patriots in the divisional round. Yeah, but you know what, Baker? You what you have done? You have won the Heisman, but so too has Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow, Troy Smith, Jason White, Ty Detmer, Eric Crouch, Chris Wanky. Yeah, you won the Heisman, and that's a beautiful thing, and that's a great accomplishment for college football. But you hadn't done anything other than throw five interceptions in the fourth quarter this year alone. You won and two on the season. I'm saying you'll be one and three. I think you need to read your history, know your history, and all this brashness. Brashness is cool for the offseason, but when you're going in on Daniel Jones, when you're criticizing other players around the league, it's not for when you're in the middle of a one and two season trying to right the ship, trying to be what everybody thinks you are, and trying to beat the Baltimore Ravens this week. For that reason, for you indulging in this beef with Rex Ryan, who, by the way, has a microphone and a platform, and if he wants to go back in on you, if he wants to break down your film, there are 8 million producers around Bristol, Connecticut that can help him do just that to show him and you and us why you are a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> With that, before I let go. Before I let go. Hey, before I let go, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. want to thank Richard Walker from Bring the Pain Sports. want to thank our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy. In addition to that, want to thank our sponsor, CoBank Homes. Look for a new sponsor in the month of October. And, of course, give me your feedback on one or two or three. How many episodes of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast do you want to hear each week? Or how, you know, when do you listen? How do you listen? Hit me up at wagewordproductions.com. That is a way to reach out and touch me and let me know what's going on. And, of course, hey, on Twitter at Wade's Word and the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. New gear coming out soon. More questions on the uh, We the People segment. And, of course, you can call 24 hours a day. Want to thank you guys so, so much. And want to remind you guys to join me Saturday mornings on KTSU 90.9 for KTSU Sports Talk with yours truly and the legend Ralph Cooper and the Silver Fox Kevin Allen. That's 8.30 a.m. Central until 10 a.m. And of course, I'll be doing Texas Southern Tiger football over the weekend as we look to a rebound with a win over Houston Baptist University. HBU versus TSU. I'll bring you all of the action uh, along with Larry the Chatterbox Hill, the voice of the Tigers. That's coming up this Saturday. Until then, as always, have a great day.
Thank you.